In today's Brahma Vihara time, we move to the fourth and the last of the Brahma Viharas, the divine abodes, is the translation of Brahma Vihara. The divine abodes of equanimity. Begin with a short quote from Ajahn Chah, who says, Do everything with a mind that lets go. Don't accept praise or gain or anything else. If you let go a little, you will have a little peace. If you let go a lot, you will have a lot of peace. If you let go completely, you will have complete peace. He's beautifully pointing to this. He's pointing towards full liberation, to the complete letting go, the complete release. And he's giving us a hint along the way that this quality of equanimity, not letting praise or gain or anything else invade, our minds, that with that, we get a taste of that final liberation. Equanimity is really where our practice is headed. And at this point in the retreat, you've certainly had tastes of equanimity. And you might even notice it over time, deepening. And what is this equanimity? How might we characterize it? The Buddha said that a mind filled with equanimity is abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill will. It really points here that without hostility and without ill will, that is abundant and exalted states, you can really feel how in some ways it's the culmination of the Brahma Viharas, that there is a real uh, tangible potency to it. This is not a state that is cold and dry. It has the qualities of the Brahma Viharas and a kind of settledness. The word upekka can be translated in a number of ways. It can be translated as to look over. So that's a nice way to think about, like a kind of ability to look over and see everything. But interestingly, it can also be translated as to stand in the middle of all this. And it's important to have hold both of those translations so that we don't get any idea that it's aloof or distant from experience. It has the ability, equanimity sits right in the middle of everything with steadiness, without grabbing a hold. Some have said the word in texture means to see with patience. 
And I would even add that sometimes the word patience has in it, like, it, you know how if you say, I'm waiting patiently, there's actually a slight implication that you're, like, having to work at it? <laughs> Equanimity is so patient that no patience is required because nothing invades. It all sort of rolls off. That ultimate expression of that phrase, letting it roll off your back, it's like that. So when this quality of equanimity is here, there's a lot of clarity. We can see things as they truly are. And we're connected to the world, but not of it, not being blown around by it. But we're still connected. We're here. We're not removed. And we have some confidence in the natural unfolding of things. We see that there is a lawful unfolding that causes and conditions are coming to play and that we don't have to step, that are stepping in and trying to fix it or change what has already arisen in this moment is not only impossible, but a futile waste of energy. It doesn't mean that we're not responsive. In fact, when we have this kind of equanimity that has this clarity and isn't caught up in a story about why things are the way they are in the current moment, and instead sees it clearly, that frees up energy to respond skillfully. You know how sometimes when you're not emotional, when you're not caught, and you see and still the other qualities of care and compassion are present, desire for well-being, that then you can act in a way that's skillful. That's why sometimes going to a friend or a mentor when the things are difficult and they have a way, because they're on the outside, there's more equanimity available to them to offer to you. And we can, in this cultivation of equanimity, we're cultivating this, our own wise elder that is already present in all of us. In our daily lives, it can bring a quality of balance. That same thing I said, not being swept off our feet. The eight vicissitudes, if you're familiar with those, gain and loss, pleasure and pain, fame and disrepute. They keep going, but those are, you know, those are what sweep us off our feet. And we can be steady and let go as things come in. And I want to emphasize, it's not distant. The other Brahma-viharas, the loving-kindness, the compassion are still present. They're here. But we're not entangled. We're not all wrapped up in it. We can be steady.
In fact, equanimity is necessary in order for compassion and loving kindness to fully flower. If we don't have equanimity, we get overwhelmed by the suffering. If we fully contact the suffering in it and the compassion arises, if we don't have any steadiness, we'll get lost in it. And if we don't have equanimity, even our efforts to be loving kindness can topple over where we start to um, overdo and think that somehow by being kind and loving that we're going to fix the world or that by doing it somehow um, everything will be better. Instead of understanding it's just a natural flow in a whole broad unfolding. And also the quality of equanimity balances with mudita so that when the joy is there, we can fully appreciate it. But we don't topple over and think that's the way it always needs to be or hang on to it when it comes. So the equanimity allows the purity and fullness of the other Brahma-viharas. hope you are sensing and you are probably and you have already know and feel when we're in equanimity there's like this immense balance and responsiveness both are there it's not static it's not static you know there's the metaphor of surfing the waves and it's a good one it keeps changing like us to practice now. I'll lead us in a meditation and I'm using in this meditation we'll be following a piece of the Buddha's advice on this. He in his advice to his son Ruhula, you may have heard this before, his, his advice to his son is often very helpful and very available to us. And he says to Rahula, develop meditation that is like the earth, for then agreeable and disagreeable sensory impressions will not take charge of your mind. That's a definition of equanimity. They will not take charge of your mind. Just as when people throw what is clean or unclean on the earth, excrement, urine, saliva, pus, or blood. The earth is not horrified, humiliated, or disgusted by it. In the same way, agreeable and disagreeable sensory impressions will not take charge of your mind when you develop meditation like the earth. In the Dhammapada, he says, as a solid mass of rock is not stirred by the wind, so a sage is not moved by praise and blame. So feeling your body here, 
Feel your body in contact with the ground. As always, scanning through for a few moments and seeing if there's any places of tension. Any way you can settle more fully into your contact with the ground. Let yourself be supported. Using only the amount of effort needed to maintain your posture. And otherwise, giving over any tension, any extra efforting, letting it slide down into the ground. And start to sense the ground, the earth below you. You might feel it first just right down below. And yes, there's a room down below us and below that is the earth. Go right through into the earth. Sensing how the earth spreads out below us in the four directions. the earth dense, supportive, abundant, generously offering itself. Feel its immensity and its solidity. And as you sense this, letting your attention Perhaps you, like some trees, your taproot will go deep, sensing deeply into the earth. Or you might be like the trees that more their roots spread out to the sides. See how you sense the earth. You might want to, as you do this, let your attention come to your breath. And on the exhale, let the breath drain down through you, perhaps down through the base of your body, the perineum, your sits bones, and drain into the earth, letting your attention follow.
begin to attend to the inhale. Breathe up through the base of your body. Breathe up this steadiness of the earth. You too are made of earth. You come from the earth. You will return to earth. And in fact, you are already earth. Earth sitting on earth. Let yourself breathe up from the earth, feeling this solidity, this density. Allowing yourself to become just a simple protrusion from the earth. Sit like a mountain. Sit steady, sit sure. Breathing up the tranquility, the calm the steadiness. sitting like the earth, like the mountain you are, whatever comes, let it come and let it go. You can recognize that this is the way things are right now. You sitting in the midst of it. No need to grab a hold, no need to fix or change. Steady. It's like this right now.
There's many phrases that are offered sometimes with equanimity and you might find your own. But here, sitting like a mountain, you might steadily meet whatever arises. May I open to the conditions of my mind and body with grace and ease. May I allow whatever comes to come and may I let it go. May my heart and mind be balanced and at peace with life as it is right now. And there's no worry if a thought storm comes or an emotion arises. Sit, sit in the midst of it like a mountain in a tempestuous storm, allowing whatever comes to come, no resistance, steady, anchored to the ground. Allow your attention to include your heart center. And notice if this steadiness can allow for softness to know that you can meet what comes. And so therefore you can meet it with an open heart. If suffering arises, you can care. If an opportunity for kindness arises, you can be kind.
and like a mountain that's always springing forth with abundance. There can be joy and aliveness with its feet resting deep in the earth. Feel your own steadiness. Feel your own capacity. You are earth sitting on earth.
whatever comes is of the nature to pass. Sit steady. Notice what is here. Is there some element of calm or peace? Are there moments of freedom from greed, aversion, and delusion? Is there a steadiness of heart? Notice what's here. Allow yourself not only to be the mountain, but feel the grace of it, however it shows up for you.
There's a poem from Rumi about what's not here. I start out on this road, call it love or emptiness. I only know what's not here. Resentment seeds, back-scratching greed, worrying about outcome, fear of people. When a bird gets free, it does not go back for remnants left on the bottom of the cage. Close by, I'm rain, far off a cloud of fire. I seem restless, but I am deeply at ease. Branches tremble, but the roots are still. I am a universe and a handful of dirt, whole when totally demolished. Talk about choices does not apply to me. While intelligence considers options, I am somewhere lost in the wind. Branches tremble, the roots are still. Equanimity, the practice of equanimity is the practice of cultivating access to these still roots. One of the ways I do this most often is just keep checking. Am I okay? Am I okay right now? Letting the attention drop down to this deep okayness. Or I, am I okay in opening out and seeing the bigger view, feeling the space all around us? Finding the opening, the place in the moment where you can recognize, recognize this steadiness. Branches tremble the roots are still. I am a universe and a handful of dirt, whole when totally demolished. Thank you. Continue with your practice and in the coming days I encourage you to keep accessing. Am I okay? Am I steady? Can I feel the calm and ease that is here? Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.